Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Shazad Haq. Now, the date has been set. Market in your calendar. Singapore budget is set to be announced on the 18th of February 2022. Yes, the public has been invited to share feedback on what they would like to see from next year's budget. But to find out what's on the wish list for businesses, we're joined now by Chai Wei Fok, who is a partner of tax services at Ernst & Young Solutions LLP. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on this show. Good to have you with us. So let's start off because we've had an unprecedented number of budgets over the past two years. How do you think budget 2022 will shape Singapore's recovery and what are you expecting? Well, as you may know, the Singapore economy is expected to grow by 3 to 5% in 2022, barring the happening of any significant downside mm. risk. So with this backdrop in the EY wish list for budget 2022, we have identified six teams with various proposed measures ranging from short-term relief measures to help businesses and individuals to deal with immediate challenges to longer-term measures to build a sustainable Singapore. And of these six teams, we believe that two of them are important in helping to shape the Singapore's recovery in 2022. Firstly, enhancing productivity and innovation of businesses. And as you may know, besides being a finance and trading hub, one of Singapore's strength is being a knowledge hub. Mm. And not surprising, knowledge and intellectual properties are key to Singapore's competitiveness. And therefore, measures to strengthen Singapore's knowledge hub will be key for recovery. And to do so, we in EY, we hope that the budget uh, next year will include measures to encourage businesses to form consortiums to share knowledge and expertise to develop industry-wide standards or platforms. And another proposed measure that we hope to see in the budget is allowing more flexibility for businesses to claim tax deductions on their intellectual property rights or IPR in short, as well as extending some of the current tax relief to include costs to acquire economic ownership in IPRs. The second team to help in Singapore's recovery is really to to have measures to help enterprises to continue to transform their workforce. And which is why in our one of our wish lists is that we hope the government will enhance the skills future by uh, strengthening the L Life SG app with a national skills index to allow individuals like us to lock and take stock of our skills inventory, look at our skills development, our career pathways, and even identify perhaps suitable training opportunities that can match our desired areas of upskilling. And we believe that this will allow better planning within the national skills ecosystem. Very detailed. Uh, um, and I think some stuff there that really you can get your teeth into. Uh, the Ministry of Finance has called for three key areas of focus for feedback uh, from the public, and that's thriving the post-COVID world, I think you've mentioned a little bit there, uh, strengthening the social compact and preparing Singapore for a greener and more sustainable future. So what does this say to you about the country's strategy and competitiveness post-COVID-19? Thanks. What you just mentioned is actually aligned with what our finance minister, Mr. Lawrence, Wong has mentioned in his speech during the 35th Singapore Economic Roundtable in October this mm-hmm. year. And in the speech, the minister actually highlighted three key fiscal challenges.
challenges or curves that Singapore will have to tackle in the future, namely inequality, aging population, as well as climate change, which are all interlinked. And I recall at the end of his speech, the minister actually concluded by saying that in the end, our fiscal system must sustain a more fair and just society. We will continue to invest in our people, our society and our city. Therefore, I will expect Singapore's strategies to broadly be focused on tackling these three key challenges or curves, which would mean new or enhanced measures to promote greater social mobility, transform our workforce through increased productivity, measures to embrace productive longevity and measures to view our seniors as assets as well as well as measures to press ahead with the green transition of our economy. We're speaking with Chai Wei Fook, partner, tax services at Ernst & Young Solutions LLP. I just want to rewind a little bit to some of the areas that you've highlighted earlier. You mentioned the forming of consortiums. Can you perhaps give us some examples there? And before we dive into, you know, more flexible tasks and transforming the workforce. Sure. Well, we have seen industry players who are like-minded, you know, often, you know, due to limited resources individually, they would come together to form consortiums uh, on a group basis to share knowledge and expertise so as to create industry-wide technology standards or platforms and therefore overall, you know, strengthen the entire industry ecosystem as a whole. And generally, such consortiums are formed through, say, a simple company structure whereby each member may take up a small shareholding interest eventually mm. to with the ultimate aim to co-develop the technology for the benefit of the industry as a whole. Okay, and you also mentioned working with businesses to help them transform their workforce. Specifically, what kind of perhaps initiatives are you looking that could be stepped up to help businesses to do that? As we know, the working world is no longer what it was pre-COVID-19. So what exactly could we expect from Budget 22 to help along these lines? Well, maybe just two examples. I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier on, one of them is the enhancement of the skills yes. future existing scheme so that you provide more certainty as well as more in-depth tracking with a national skills index so that overall the development of each individuals are aligned, right? Either with the business as well as overall with the direction of the in- industries and even the economy. So that's one example that would be one area to transform. Well, another area is, you know, I mentioned about uh, productivity and mm-hmm. Specifically, with the aging populations and the demographic changes in our workforce, right, we will see more and more workers who are above 65. And therefore, it's important for measures from the government to continue to encourage, number one, the hiring of our senior workers. And more importantly, what will be required to make them thrive and be more productive in the near future under the strategy of Singapore as a whole. Do you see more incentives for companies as well to look at, say, older workers and those who are trying to upskill themselves, something that then compel or or at least encourage these uh, businesses to hire such workers? Well, I certainly hope so on a personal basis as well as as overall. We do want to uh, hope to see more of such policies and measures from the government. Overall, this will be a right direction given the fact, in fact, Singapore is not the only one facing this issue. Mm. It is a common issue uh, across different nations and countries as well. Therefore, which is why government and including, I mentioned just now, the finance minister highlighting this as one of the key curves that the government has to tackle immediately as well as effectively. Earlier on, we spoke about one of my pet topics, sustainability as being a key pillar for next year's budget. From a business perspective, what would you like to see on the sustainability front? Well, from a business standpoint, we have seen the recent budgets by Mm -hmm. the government, they have introduced various incentives to encourage their early adoption of electric vehicles. 
or EVs in short. So which is why in one of our wish list for 2022 budget is that we hope the government will uh, allow businesses who incur expenses on EVs for the purpose of their businesses to be fully tax deductible and also capital mm. allowance claimable on the purchase cost of the EVs. And likewise on the GST front, we, we have suggested that input tax be allowed to be claimed on a GST incurred by the business for expenses incurred in relation to their EVs that they have acquired. Okay, and what about the, from the corporate perspective? Um, what else is on your wish list for other tax incentives, job support, things like that? Uh, yes, we do. In fact, in our, one of our wish lists, we have recognised that you know, in the current climate where we see more group companies rationalising their legal entities in their group structures, taking the crisis, pandemic crisis as an opportunity to realign their group structures. But they often face a dilemma right, from a tax perspective with regard to their loss-making companies with unused capital allowances or tax losses that are available for carry forward, which they cannot utilise simply because because under the current group relief measures or regime, it only allows transfer of current year losses, but not the prior year accumulated losses. And hence, one of our proposed measures is to have a one-time amnesty to allow such losses to be eligible for group relief transfer to other Singapore group companies, Mm. subject perhaps to a cap to prevent any abuse. And there could be measures inserted just to limit it to group companies which are maybe wholly owned by the company group itself. So, Waifuk, before we let you go, so, quick question, what do you think will be the overarching theme then of next year's budget, if not a recovery budget then? On a personal front, well, I certainly look forward to measures to three words, invest, invest, invest in our local SMEs mm. or small and medium businesses to help build their capabilities and hopefully some of them will develop into a world champion in the business uh, arena and this really requires continued support especially in the area of financing by government because SMEs typically face uphill tasks of raising capital so therefore continued support by the government through equity investments making it more easily available and widespread as well as continued risk sharing in local with banks to allow such SMEs to invest in strengthening their capabilities, digital expansion, as well as R&D or research and developments. Wonderful. Well, Waifuk, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Chai Waifuk, partner tax services at Ernst & Young Solutions, LLP. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.